0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Our learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan.
1: And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lansing.
0: It's Van Lathan Jr. I keep I forgetting know.
1: that. It's okay. When I say Lynn, you get it. You figure it out.
0: I had a rough day of grief yesterday.
1: Oh. I'm sorry.
0: Very, very, very tearful. Just like, it's like, it's, I'll read what I tweeted Cause I didn't really know who to talk to about it. Cause it's I'm not gonna be able to put it in a better way. Cause the only reason why I'm saying this is because the junior is a is a tribute to my father, and I feel like sometimes I'm dropping it on purpose because it makes me think of him. Mm. And this is the realest shit I have ever wrote, a la Tupac Shakur. And it's it's not a there's not a good way to really explain it. I'm going, dealing with my father's death has been impossible. I'll just be walking or writing, and a feeling will just jump into me. It's like a feeling just comes to me as if like I'll be walking down the the street and I'll look around a corner and it'll be like, is my dad going to be there? I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or I will feel some weird feeling like he's trying to find me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just like yesterday, all day long yesterday, I felt some kind of weird connection to my dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, he I'm like. Yo, like, what's and it, it, it and it uh it just like it it like re it it's almost cemented yesterday that like he was passed away. It's like weird, and then like I still have trouble believing that he's actually dead. I feel like there's something. Well, it, it, I, I he never got a cold before. He never like. <laughs> He never cried. He he didn't like how could he die? It's just weird. It's weird.
1: I no, I I I feel like I've heard people I'm and I'm looking at my phone not because I'm I'm not listening to you because sure, no, I saw I some it. I saw somebody post something and I was trying to find it. Mm-hmm. Um and it it was this picture with a ball in a jar. Mm-hmm. and my, oh, my friend
0: I saw, they, they sent that to me yeah
1: my, my so my friend former bachelorette becca kufrin posted this about her father mm-hmm. and i never seen somebody i never visualized grief like like this mm-hmm. in a jar mm-hmm. so for those of you uh, becca kufrin posted this on september 20th and it was in really uh, the anniversary of her father's death and it says people tend to believe that grief shrinks over time and I thought, huh? That's so true. People, oh, it gets better with time. Oh, you'll feel better. And the picture depicts a big black ball in a jar, and the ball is taking up majority of the jar. Mm-hmm. And it's sh- and it shrinks. The three jars, and the ball shrinks. And then at the bu- the next picture, shows the ball the same size, and it says, "What really happens is what we gr- is that we grow around our grief." Mm. And I just, I, I, I like really, really thought about that. And I, and someone said that to me and I don't know, you know, what you thought about that. But it, I think we've been told to think a certain way about sadness and death um, over time. And I mm. think that it's just very honest to say, no, you never lose it. Mm. I think you just learn to deal.
0: So what you're telling me is that I'll be happier the smaller my balls get.
1: I'm so glad that you could put some comic relief into that. I'm just you saying, wouldn't be yourself <laughs> if you didn't. You wouldn't. But yes, man, that's
0: exactly what I'm
1: saying. I did say black balls. Didn't you I? did black balls. <laughs> We're gonna cut that.
0: Just cut that piece, because Dad would like that. That like, like just just cut that piece. Yeah. Dad would like that. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was a little bit of a rough day. Somebody told me that um, that Mercury was in the seventh grade. And so that might be a reason why. Retrograde? Yeah. The, and so that might be a reason why things are going crazy. Bozeman got it. Bozeman, like, Bozeman is so doting. He sees me down. He he, he gets his toy. He brings over there. Guess what? <sighs> I don't want that fucking toy. That toy is covered in slobber. And then I'll try to throw the toy away, and he'll look at me. He'll be like, nigga, take the toy. Take the toy. <laughs> <laughs> like the toy dogs are so dogs are yeah.
1: angelic man dogs they get are crazy.
0: it crazy like he just looks at me like yo they are you sense okay it.
2: yeah
0: um yeah. all right look we have a fantastic interview today we have fred t joseph mm-hmm. best-selling author and a man who's involved in a situation that's sort of gone viral and got a lot of attention on the internet he had an interaction with a woman at a dog park uh an interaction that was he says was a racist encounter he posted the video and after he posted the video this woman lost her job There are a lot of people that thought that this was maybe a misuse of Frederick's platform or that maybe he shouldn't have done this. Fred himself uh, is unapologetic, one of the strongest, most fierce black men that I know. Um, And he tends to believe and think that this is the consequences. These are the consequences for racism. We're going to have a talk with Fred and one that's not unchallenging about the incident itself his response to the incident, how he feels about the fact that this lady lost her job, and how he also feels about some of the criticism from some pretty prominent Black people about this entire thing. That's, it's a fantastic, fantastic interview. You do not want to miss it. It's coming up right after this break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay Hyundai, visit hyundaiusa.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Uh we have the opportunity to delve into something that is getting a lot of people talking right now in the Twitter sphere. Okay, and involve somebody Uh, who is very important uh, to the movement as a whole, to the discourse uh, in this country surrounding race, a guy by the name of Frederick Joseph, who we have on Higher Learning with us today. He is a best-selling author. I I asked him how to describe him. He was like, yo, best-selling author. (laughs) I three books dropping uh, next year. Um, But a guy who I've known uh, for a little while, someone who you can always... Uh always kind of on the show up to the fight whenever uh whenever black people or black safety or people safety is being threatened now there is a an incident that happened was this earlier this week, Frederick? yeah,
2: I guess so at this point it was last last week last weekend
0: last week between you and someone in a dog park at New York that has got people uh on the internet talking about the incident itself, the fallout from the incident, and a couple of other things. Why don't you, for people who don't know what we're talking about, why don't you just take us through what happened that night and then we can get to kind of some of the things that are happening now.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, so first things first, you know, I want to say it wasn't even me and the person. It was like me, my fiance and the person. I think that people have purposely taken my fiance out of situations to kind Interesting. of me as this big black guy, whatever, when like the interactions between her and my fiance. Um, but you know, to so start from the beginning, um, we were in Williamsburg. We lived down the street from this dog park. We go there literally all the time. Um, I have, you know, anyone who follows me on IG or Twitter has seen my dog a billion times. I post him all the time, um, especially in that park. So we are we're going to the park later in the evening. Um, it was getting dark soon. Wanted to get some last exercise out. And there were a few dogs in the park that night, um, not as many as um, usual. There was this young white woman. Um, in the park and my dog when we first got in tried to play with her dog her dog wasn't playing so he moved on to another dog um, he started playing with this other dog and so they were playing around um, my, my dog is being himself you know he's trying to hump and stuff like that whatever you know dogs do uh, yeah. so, so basically another young white woman comes in with two dogs and I think it was like a golden retriever um, and another dog that was a black dog but not my dog but in dark they can look similar I suppose And her black dog was being kind of yappy. And I don't know for anyone who's listening, if they're familiar with adopting a dog, but when you adopt a dog, sometimes you have to socialize that dog, right? Um, They'll be um, fearful of people, sometimes fearful of other dogs. We don't really know what happened to them, but her dog was being kind of yappy, growling a little bit. Um, And the dog owner who owned the dog that my dog had been playing with, he and I were talking about Probably the Lakers, I probably had on a Lakers shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was just, the
1: real problem,
2: yeah. Well, look, look, look we, we talk about that <laughs> I'm not you right now, but we can talk about that another <laughs> time. Um, but you know, we were talking about fourth and things like that. Um, and she, the, the young white woman who came with the two dogs actually approached us, uh, myself, the guy um, who I was talking to, and my fiance. I was like, hey. I just adopted this dog. You know, he he hasn't done anything to any other dogs. He's just a little, you know, vocal. We're like, all right, cool. We kept our dogs away. So the whole time they're playing, blah, 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 blah. My dog, um, at a certain point, we're just like, hey, let's all leave, right? So we're leaving um, at the same time that the guy is leaving who my dog has been playing with his dog. So we're all walking out. And the young white woman who I mentioned was there earlier, my dog tried to play with her dog. She's just like, literally on this other side of the park, she's like, Finally, oh finally, yeah, like leave, get get him out of here, right? So, you know, I, I'm just like, what's the problem? Right, like legitimately, because I actually don't understand what's going on. She's like, your dog, he's just so much. And I'm like, wait, what? I, I don't even know who your dog is at first. Like I had to, you know, like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? So then I was like, oh, maybe she has my dog confused with the other dog, right? So I'm like, hey, like, actually I think that you have my dog confused with that dog, Um, but that dog wasn't really doing anything da-da-da. And she just is like, no, your dog is just the worst. Your dog is the worst, so on and so forth. So I'm like, I don't understand why the only black couple in here, you're approaching us and you don't one, you don't know what you're talking about, obviously and two, why are you not approaching this other woman who has a dog that looks similar if you don't really understand which dog it is, why approach the black couple and not the white person who's closer to you and also we're leaving the park. leave us alone right, so mm-hmm. um, as I'm walking out um, and she keeps on kind of saying whatever, my fiance is like, stop talking to him that way, right, now for me you know, just being really clear, I already know from jump, I'm talking to a white woman. So I'm being really whatever about it. I'm like, hey, like you have the dogs confused. And I also have mm-hmm. a platform, right? And this is something I understand white people. It is what it is. So I'm like, let me just whatever. But my fiance is like, don't talk to him like that. Don't talk about my dog like that. Watch your mouth, right? So the white woman immediately jumps to, what are you doing over here anyway? Stay in your hood, right? She's like, stay in your hood. Why don't you go back to your hood? Stay in your hood. This, you know, this is not your dog park. So I'm like, what are you what? Stay in your hood. She's like, I'm like, so now you're gonna jump to racism? She's like, I'm not. That's not racism. I'm not being racist, right? So my fiance is like, you are being racist. And she's like, I'm getting really hot right now. Let's just go. I'm like, lady, get out the park. Just go. Just go. She's like, no. You go. I don't want you following me. I don't want you walking behind me. So I'm like, just leave the park. And the white guy who was next to us and talking earlier was standing right next to me at the time. I'm like, just leave. So she's like, no, and, and, and don't walk behind me. I'm gonna, I'll call the cops. Just don't walk behind me. Like, I'm like, she probably drunk. So me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna record this. So I pull out my phone. I start recording the interactions. I'm like, what you're not gonna do is be all drunk in here, potentially call the cops, so on and so forth. Because I know how this goes. I mean, I, I'd imagine that most of us know how this can go. So I start recording the um, video and I don't know if either of you have seen the video I, I, have. Soon, mm-hmm. I start recording. I literally put my phone up. You see that she smacks my phone. Yeah. She smacks my hand down and then starts jumping in my face and giving me the middle finger. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so then I say to her, like, Oh, it was in my hood, right. Stay in our hood. You hear my fiance as well. Oh, you told us, you just told us to stay in our hood. So she quickly becomes <laughs> this like a uh, super victim. She's like, you said that to me. You said that to me. You said, are you saying this to me? So I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to try to do that. We're going mm. to try to gaslight and, you know, weaponize your white woman, so on and so forth. So I'm like, move around white guy is here. I'm like, okay, great. Nobody will believe the black guy, (laughs) white guy. Did she just say this? He's like, yes, she did. As soon as he corroborated it, you can see her like running off and darting. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. So now I'm going to just post this online because you're not going to be in here talking about how you're going to call the cops. You're telling us to stay in our hood. Also, we come to this dog park on a regular basis. It's not just a matter of like some simple microaggression. You're being really racist right now. And mm-hmm. you can't. That's you so. Mean? That's the dog park where you live. Yeah, this is like the. This is our dog park. I have like, I, like this is our dog park. Literally, our mm-hmm. dog park. Yeah, in right. you know, your hood. <laughs> We go to that dog park. We don't go to the dog park anymore now, um, mm-hmm. but that was our dog park, you know. Um, and I have countless videos of my dog playing with dogs in there because that's you know my dog is that's you know like my child, you know. I count right. I have videos of him playing in that dog park with other dogs, being fine. Um, I brought my nephew to that dog park. I have videos of them playing with dogs in the dog. It's it's a mess, you know. So since then, and I've gotten death threats to my house. Bomb threats. Mm. Um, you know, people. Black people have been like kind of aligning with. Oh, you shouldn't have posted anything about this. Um, well, so yeah, yeah,
0: Let's so let's let's stop there though, and let's go back. Uh, sure, sure. So because there's a gap in between there in the story. So yeah. you posted it. She yeah. was identified. Yeah. After you posted it, and yeah. then her so, again. Okay,
2: Yeah, so um, I posted it the night before, um, just like, hey, this thing happened, right? Right. Um, And then the next day, somebody's like, hey, I think it's this person. So, you know, I go and I'm like, oh, yeah, my fiance and I, this is her. So So then
0: once, so then, so just so we follow, she was identified, someone identified her. Yep. And then after someone was identified, after she was identified in the post and her name was put out there, you then reposted that, and tell and tell people who she was.
2: Yeah, yeah. So as okay. soon I identified, somebody sent me screenshots like, hey, this is her IG, so on and so forth. So i was like, hey, this is who the person is. And then they were like, oh, um, she's working at this place that has 70% black investors or something like that. So I wrote under like, hey, whatever the company's called, you know, I don't think that this aligns with your values, letting you know, right? And that was it. And then I was like, I'm offline. Y'all do whatever y'all want. I could care less um, at this point. So what happens from there is the CEO reaches out to us. White guy calls me and my fiance, and he's just like, just right about your experience. So sorry, we're gonna fire her. Right. I'm like, mind you, I have this, I actually have this like recorded, right? I I haven't said anything to him about what he should do. Cause ultimately, like Well, other- what did
0: you hope that he would do when you when you asked him uh about whether or not it aligned with the values?
2: oh, I didn't really care. I just was trying to make it known that it took place, to be honest with you. Because at the end of the day, I'm someone who believes that if anybody commits an act, it should be known that they committed this act. Because I don't know also, are you treating your colleagues the same way? Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you could get away with this, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's the misconception about certain things. People are like, and and it's a conversation I've seen go on a lot. It's like, oh, well, what did he expect to happen? I'm like, I don't know, the same thing she expected to happen when she did what she did. I don't know, I'm just, hey, you did a thing. I'm responding. It is what it is, right? Like, I don't have the power. I don't work at her job. I don't, um, or anything like that. I don't have the power to do anything to her necessarily, but whatever, um, repercussions should come, whether that was going to be, uh, DEI training or, um, a suspension or whatever it is, you know, that's for them to decide ultimately. Um, but he jumped on the phone said he was going to fire her. Um, you know, I was like, look, I don't really care what you do because whatever happens that doesn't help me and my fiance heal, nor does it stop these bomb threats that I'm getting from, you know, people who are wanting to uphold her racism, quite frankly. So, mm.
0: Now, did you start to get bomb threats because she was fired from her job? Yeah. So she was, she was fired from her job. Do you, did you, would you say that you were getting bomb threats before or after she was fired from her job or before or after she was identified?
2: Both. So, okay. Yeah, both. So as soon as it was posted, the next morning, before she was even identified, we were already getting death threats and things like that. Oh, like, leave, this woman, leave this white woman alone, stop harassing white people, so on and so forth. Especially because the work that I do, the things that I talk about, even my, my debut book, is about white people. So in the second that it started getting some virality and white people, especially in the worst parts of you know, white spaces online, got, a, got wind of it, they're already like, oh, we're going to destroy him. Right. right. So, so at that point, um, it was bad. It got worse once she got fired. Um, the second that she got fired, everyone was like, and again, I think it was, it's not it's white people. I think there's just a kind of this mass, this mass, um, group of people who are like, Oh, you did the wrong thing. So on and so forth.
1: How did people find out she got fired?
2: Um, the same way I found out Twitter. Okay. okay. <laughs> so,
1: um, I, I, something, I want to go back to something you said, which I'd like for you to uh, talk about a little bit more. You said you don't go to the park anymore, that park, a park that you frequent, frequently you would go to with your dog. There's videos, there's pictures, people know you there. You got dog friends, you got friends from the neighborhood, and yeah. you no longer go to a park in your neighborhood. Why?
2: I mean, it's traumatic, right? And I, and I think that that's the thing that's lost in the situation. This entire experience is deeply traumatic, right? Like going to that dog park, I actually a few weeks before had posted about another incident um, in passing, which is another conversation I to have right now. It was actually um, outside of my car. I drive a um, a, a decent car. I'm not going to say on here what kind of car I drive because people are. Right I now. drive. I'm made back.
0: That's <laughs> what he's trying to All say.
2: The Wraith. See,
0: that's <laughs> the Wraith. That's <laughs> the Wraith. Get your shit together, Fred. That's the Wraith. Go ahead, though. Bro. See, see, I'm
2: messing up. See, I don't have. <laughs> any- <laughs> you know, I'm not, I didn't get the $10 million that white supremacists are saying I got from this event. So, right. um, anyway, um, so I was standing outside my car with the with my dog a few weeks earlier. And um I was like fumbling and bumbling for my keys, like I'm sure we've all been there, especially if you have a dog, your dog is pulling in direction. Exactly. Whatever. And this white woman as I'm standing outside my car is like, oh, um, whose car is this? Are you okay? Like like stops me to kind of police me looking for my keys in, in front of my car, whatever. So I posted about that incident because, again, I be talking about racism, right? Like I, talk, I actively and I, there's not enough characters on Twitter for me to talk about how race, how racist everyday occurrences are for Black people generally, right? Mm-hmm. But every so often, I'll bring up an incident of something happening, so I brought that incident up, and people pull that up with this situation. See, he's lying. He's why is it that racism happens to him so often? I'm like, man, I posted how often racism actually happens to me. What do What are we actually talking about? If you're black, existing within primarily white spaces, I can't tell you what you're probably going through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that combined with this incident, you know, and so on and so forth, we're like actually navigating how to exercise the dog in another way because we don't a want to go to that park anymore because it's so much um, it's so much part of cultural online zeitgeist. Um, and then b I'm not honestly, I'm not really trying to be around many white dog dog owners right now. Like I'm just like it's kind of traumatic, like to be quite frank with you, especially seeing Mm. the conversations going on online Mm. about the whole incident.
0: So the conversation online about the incident is actually why I reached out because the response to it, even from black people, like you said, hasn't been uniform, especially there've been some prominent black people, including Nicole Hannah-Jones, who is famous uh, for having brought us the 1619 Project, which... For our audience, if you don't know, uh, looks at the lens of contemporary looks at contemporary American life through the lens of slavery mm-hmm. and its, its capitalistic and socioeconomic effect on this country. Um, and that's somebody right there that you would think if there was a situation to where race was a deciding factor, or to where it needed to be highlighted, or where there needed to be, uh consequences based on that that she would be in lockstep but she actually tweeted that she thought that actually putting her name out there and having this this woman whose name is i think emma sars emma sarsley or something yeah um that to having her lose her job was a poor use of your platform and i and i gotten actually hit up by a lot of people that thought exactly the same that it was a poor use of your platform. I actually haven't made my mind up about it because the you never want to get to the point to where you're providing cover for white supremacy, but you also want to make sure, and that's something that we could all do. <laughs> you can do that and not even know that you're doing it. It's so cute that way. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you you are a powerful person online. It's not just in, it's not just like anyone. Uh, went up there and said, hey, this is what happened to me. Uh, You did it and you have a fierce platform and you have a lot of authority on this. uh, And it seems like you would be speaking for a lot of people when you put that out there. Did you take that into consideration when you posted the video? And on top of that, what do you say to somebody like Nicole Hannah-Jones, who you know is down and doesn't agree with what it was that you did?
2: Well, I think that there's I think there's two things. So two low, two very loaded things. I think one, um, in terms of did I consider that? Like I think that there's this like this view of people who have a certain level of like online power and things of that nature. It's like when do people also get to exist as citizens, right? I didn't post that in like when I originally posted. I'm like, hey, I just went through this trauma, right? Like I just dealt with this thing. And even when they're like, oh, this is who the person is. Realistically, she could have done that to any other Black person. And there's plenty of times that things like this are posted and nothing comes of it because of the fact that the person doesn't have a platform or the right person didn't retweet it. You know, you kind of just did it to the wrong Black person in that instance. But at the end of the day, regardless if I have one follower or a million followers or 100,000 followers, I'm still a Black man. My fiance is still a Black woman who did go through that. Right. And I think that that's the thing that people are like missing it's like, okay, at the end of the day, when I was at the dog park, she didn't care about my online platform. She had no idea who I was, right? That Mm -hmm. didn't matter, right? So now if that would have happened in a bubble Mm -hmm. outside of all that, which it kind of did, I suppose, none of that exists. She's a person, I'm a person, I went through a trauma. And then realistically, if we want to really get down to some of the nitty gritty, in the beginning of the video, like I said, people have talked about this online, I've seen a little bit, when she does the smacking of my hand and assaults me, had that been reversed, I would probably be in jail right now, right? I haven't <laughs> uh, approached anything from the from the vantage point of... Um, did you
0: file an assault charge on her? Because it I is did. assault.
2: I didn't. I didn't. And that's and that's important, right? I, I didn't. I'm not the one who told her employer to fire her. Um, and I recorded that conversation purposely because I knew that at the end of the day how this works in America, right?
0: Good. You, you're my guy.
2: Go ahead. You told her employer, her employer to fire. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you,
0: like, it, it,
1: in an it, indirect it, way is what in, you're saying.
0: In, right? an, in, 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 in an indirect way. Let's let, let's. Mm. And, and by the way, no dog in the fight. I think this is one of the most fascinating things that has happened online in a while, mm. because normally we're all on the same side of this. But you asked if racism and and harassment was in line with the company's mm. values and you made her the face of that, mm. like so.
2: Well, that's a valid. That's a that's a valid point. But then mm-hmm. the same instance, right? And I asked this question online. Let's just argue that you're right. Let's say I'm like, oh, it was cool. like, okay, fire her. Let's let's argue that for a second. What are the repercussions of racism? Right? Like, actually, like, and this is mm. that I've actually been pushing back, and and this kind of goes into the thing with um, even Nicole Hannah Hannah Nicole. I, I'm, I don't know her personally, so I'm Nicole Hannah.
1: I know you're not.
0: I know you're not. It was just funny. It's like the <laughs> stars on the top I'm, of the I'm, I'm, I'm a It's Nicole Ms. Hannah I'm, Jones.
2: I'll be, I'm same as Jones. Right. I yeah. don't know her. I don't know her personally. So we haven't had a conversation. I've just seen some of the dialogue once again, but my question for you, Van uh, mm-hmm. or her and everybody is, what do you want the repercussions to be? Right. Because at the end of the day, what we have here is someone said something they could call it overt racism or microaggression, but then also decided to not only weaponize the police by claiming that we we're gonna follow her, but then on camera tried to gaslight, blame us, then in her public statement said that she did do it after on camera saying she didn't do it. And right, all that, all that combined, now I have to deal with. The white supremacists coming out, so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. no, no one cares about that. Plus, my fiance's involved and no one's humanizing her the same way they're humanizing this white girl. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother conversation. So all of that to say, what do y'all want to see happen? Right? Like what did what do y'all expect of all that being done? What do y'all expect to happen? Because from my world, you know, when a white woman acts like that, that has gotten mm-hmm. black people killed. Black people do mm-hmm. yeah. murders. Yeah. That. So somebody committing an act of racism, right? A blatant, And I don't know if we can agree. That was a blatant act of racism. Tell Black people to go back to their hood and doing all this stuff. You're being racist. It is what it is, right? Like you decided to jump to racism. What are the repercussions of that? Would y'all have liked for, you know, someone, you know, to go do a sit down with her and, and do a DEI? <laughs> like, what what do y'all, what, what do y'all listen, want? Listen,
1: listen, I, I will be, I've made up my mind. Okay, you can fuck with me if you want. I would have recorded it. I would have posted it because I feel like if you're bold enough to act that way to me in public with other people around, then I am bold enough to take that and put that in public as well. If you if you want to act like that publicly, then I'm going to put your public actions on public display. And then whatever the fallout is after that, that's on you. Because I feel like you don't get to act like that in the dark and think that I'm not about to do anything. This is a new day where we can record what you do. And I have a platform where then I can put that on display. I I 100% am in line with what you did. I understand it. And I think that you made this comment. In the beginning we were talking when I asked you why you don't go back to the park. It's so much deeper than a one-time incident. You brought up two incidents. You have countless incidents and so many other people of color. And I just feel like nobody is focusing on how traumatic that can be, how that how deep that runs and it affects your everyday livelihood where what you what was a routine for you, you can no longer do anymore.
2: Right. And I mean I think that that's exactly it. I think it's also to that point it's been interesting cuz I think you know, being somebody, like you said, man, who's who I, I love that people consider me a thought leader on a lot of these things. I've seen the the response from Chris Cooper, the res, the response from um, the Botham um, Jean family, right? Chris Cooper, when Amy Cooper did that to him, and could have got him killed by the police. This was in the height of 2020, when she should have been at least a little bit more thoughtful. What did he say? He said, oh, I forgive her. I want her to be okay, so on and so forth. With it, uh, Botham Jean's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name, Botham Jean's. Botham. Uh, Botham. Mm-hmm. Botham. Yeah. What did Botham Jeans family do um, to the white woman who murdered him? They hugged her in court, right? So mm-hmm. there's this kind of muscle that I think that people have worked of how we're supposed to coddle people who commit certain acts. I like I literally have lost jobs as a black person for not showing up in the same ways um, that people get to show up on a regular basis, right? Like I'm talking about like performing at high levels and still losing jobs because people have been looking for something the entire time. Right. So I can't even imagine if I went out in the world and committed acts of um, homophobia, transphobia, so on and so forth. I did the exact same thing to another marginalized person. You talk about um, a job, every book deal will be gone. My entire platform will be ripped to shreds, so on and so forth. Right. I don't understand why there's so many people coddling racism. Right. This is, I just don't get it. And I, again, I think the muscle is worked and the expectation is like, oh, this kind of Christian forgiveness thing. I don't really know what it, what it boils down to. It's like, oh, we got to forgive. We got to we gotta hold her hand and 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 kind of get her to the next side. She is learning a lesson. She learned a lesson, right? I mean, people, again, aren't even seeing how quickly she weaponized and understood that she was a white woman on that video. Oh, black guy's filming me. Let me lie about what he's saying. Oh, white guy cooperated his story. Let me get out of here. I'm going to just let all these all this, like, stuff happened online to him. Let like, these bomb threats get sent to his house and put out a statement that counteracts the video that's out there. She don't care about me. She doesn't care about what's happening to my family. Let's be real about this. And going back to the other point, what do y'all want to happen, man? Right? What do y'all want
0: well, to well, I, well, first of all, he's doing something that's very deft. He's, he's yawling me. And I love the y'all. Like, <laughs> my, my, my homeboys are calling me up like, man, what y'all niggas want? <laughs> Y'all niggas always complaining about something. What I'm simply doing is I'm um and and understand, first of all, I probably would have never posted the video, not my style, right? Mm-hmm. It's just and that, but to me, that's neither neither here nor there, right? Uh I look at the video, the woman's clearly drunk. Like she's clearly yeah, drunk she in the video. Drunk. She like, she's clearly drunk in the video, right? And, I don't expect a human being to be firing on all cylinders when they're inebriated. All right. If you, if you're asking me the most offensive thing and all of it was the privilege that she exercised in talking to you in the first place. All right. So you sit down there, you're having a conversation with somebody else. You took the time to come over here and come over here and tell me about myself that I, but beyond that, like it, this is kind of like a situation to where you initiated that. I got to be honest with you. I can't be mad that she lost her job. I'm not mad. She fucking started it. So let's just be real. Let's just be real. What I'm saying is, specifically for you, someone who is a big angler, who takes on the big problems, who is out there fighting the big things, like a drunk lady lost her job, right? Mm. A company like a company was set upon a path to where they were like we have to make a decision about whether or not we're going to fire somebody based upon this encounter that happened uh however they and by the way your your fiance's role in this I want to come back to N- Nicole Hannah Jones of it all but your fiance in this at the moment that your fiance and her start to arguing start to arguing now this whole thing is escalated to a point to where everybody on either side of it is saying and doing all kinds of shit. And one person's drunk.
2: But that's also not necessarily true. And I I think that what you're doing right now... No, 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 uh, because what you're doing is... Because easily, you could have said... Because the same way people are humanizing her, like, oh, well, she was drunk. She's this little white girl. Not humanizer. Oh, well, hold no, hold on. But it inherently does because... No, it,
0: but Fred, it doesn't. Because, okay. like, all I'm all I'm telling you is what actually... I'm not humanizer. No, I'm telling, I telling I'm just saying okay, what so, actually happened. No, no, no yeah.
2: I hear you. I hear you. But if you're going to yeah. do that, then you also kind of have to add to a point that Rachel made. Then you have to look at... If you're going to look through the lens of her being this non-platform, drunk white girl, you got to also then look through the lens of him being this highly platform, constantly traumatized Black person. And How often do I not do this, right? How often do I get threats to my house, people literally pulling up on me in the street, like white people pulling up on me in the street where I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to fight him right now, right? Pulling up on me in the street, I don't like your book. I don't like the things you say, this and that and the third, Right. Mm -hmm. white women doing things like this constantly. I think that one of the other things that's like different about it is that at the end of the day, there's a lot of platformed black people who are saying a lot of things about this, but a lot of those platformed black people, race is not their specific point. And that's why I think you bringing up um, Ms. Jones is important. And we can get back to that in a second if you want, but a lot of people don't deal with the things that I'm dealing with, right? When I walk out the door every day, my publishers, everybody who's around me can speak to this, I have to deal with the worst parts of racism in this country on a regular basis, because I am such, I am such a person out there. So the person who's like, Hey, you know what? I don't agree with Fred. Yeah. I mean, bro, you, um, you some black dude known for making mumble rap and dating a white girl. I wouldn't expect you to agree with me. Right. Like, and that's, and that's just for real. You're not, you're not dealing with what I'm dealing with. But you don't
0: (laughs) think that Nicole Hannah Jones is Nicole Hannah Jones was denied. That's that's also not
2: necessarily true.
0: But, Nicole, but I'm, what I'm asking you is Nicole Hannah-Jones was denied a tenured position at the University of North Carolina, something mm. that she had more than earned sure. and is the scorn of politicians, right wing white supremacist activists from sea to shining sea. She has been made the poster child for uh, even though the 1619 Project isn't CRT, she's been made the poster child for, uh, for Black angst trying to take down uh, America. You wouldn't think that somebody like that would have any insight into dealing with the, some of the same things that you dealt with. The 1619 Project made her public enemy number one to all the uh, the Oakley wearing curved cap on the right we voted for Trump,
2: guys. Well, I think that to that specific, you, the example of Nicole Hannah-Jones, right? Nicole Hannah-Jones?
0: Yes, Nicole oh, Hannah-Jones.
2: Well, Nicole, <laughs> Hannah- the example of Nicole Hannah-Jones, I think that that speaks to something else in my opinion. Blackness is not a monolith. I don't really care what she does with her platform. <laughs> like, and that's, and that's also been mm-hmm. something that I like, get at the end of the day, why am I arguing with anybody other than my fiance about how we handled a situation that happened to us? Like I don't really, I don't really, like I, I, at the end of the day, man, I hmm. don't know what she does because, mm-hmm. I, because you know what, you know how many times I've been denied stuff. Um, and I'm a New York times bestseller author, the Forbes under 30 market and blah, blah, blah. And I've been denied plenty of stuff. And I also didn't use my platform in those instances to go online and talk about the, the, the places that denied me. Right. She did. And that's fine. I don't care. I don't have an opinion because she is her. I don't know what she's dealing with in her space. The way my blackness works and the way I work as a person is I keep things in house. Doesn't make me a difference. Doesn't affect me at all. I mind my business on it. Right. And that's Mm. what it is. You know, I think that even at the end of the day, I remember when, you know, I thought that what you did was brilliant when that, when you kind of blew up with the Kanye thing and all that. Yeah. And honestly, Kanye had been saying wild stuff before that. And it was like, Oh, it doesn't affect me. That's when it affected us. Right. So you said something about it.
0: But he said it to, he said it to me. That right, was the right, difference. Right, right, he per- right, right. like he yeah, uh, the yeah. the difference in that situation is Kanye West asked me a direct question. Sure, I I, I hadn't, like Kanye West wasn't worth any rants before that. Kanye worth was Kanye West wasn't worth any of my think pieces before that. Sure. Kanye West turned around to me at my job and asked me. That's
1: the point. do you that's think, my you're exact think point, though. Right, 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 right. The personalization the of it all. Right. I think that it, it, I know. And but, I think- but hold on,
0: but hold on, but this is the point though. I spoke to Kanye and the, the the cameras were there. I've never once after that came out and told people boycott Kanye West. Don't listen to Kanye West music. Don't do any of this stuff with Kanye West. I have not made it my particular life goal to just one second. Just one second. I have not because 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 you guys brought it up and you said it's the same thing. I have not in any I have not in any way made it my particular life goal to destroy Kanye West. What Kanye West thinks is what Kanye West thinks. You bring that to me, you get my response. So 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 for me. The, the best way to the best way to deal going forward with that was to not talk to Kanye West. Kanye West thinks what he thinks. It was to talk to black people. Right. I'm not going to write any letters to Universal Music Group telling them not to put out Kanye West records. I'm not going to diss people that want to listen to Kanye West music.
2: That's all on y'all. Sure. So in that situation, he asked me a question. I gave him an answer. But that's my that's exactly my point, though, Van. You didn't have anything to say prior to that direct engagement. Right. I didn't directly engage with any of the black people who say I didn't ask anybody's opinions. I don't care. Right. Mm. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, you, you and Rachel disagree right now because you are two different black people. She is her. You are you. And at the end of the day, y'all disagreeing, having discourse, stuff like that. It doesn't stop the bomb threats or my fiance crying after that incident took place. It is what it is, right? Y'all can have y'all discourse. Blackness is not a monolith. Uh, Ms. Jones can think what she wants to think, and that's fine. I go about my business differently. A white person did something to me amongst the billions of white people who do stuff to me on a regular basis. This was the night that, for lack of a better term, she fucked up. I wasn't like, I'm not going to just let you abuse me constantly. I posted it online. She ended up losing her job because her employer decided that what she did didn't align with their values. I don't have any control outside of that. You, you over here, good luck, right? Good luck to you. You chose what you chose. You did the things that you did, whether you were inebriated or not, this and that third, you, like I said earlier, it's a very good thing for other people that I'm not filing charges for harass, for some assault to me. Like, Everyone, i would have yeah well that's but the see,
1: thing there's the difference i this, is, the, what, this is what,
2: what i mean, what, what whoa, 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 hold on hold on hold on, hold
0: on. <laughs> so so so, so this, let, let me tell you why i would have uh, filed charges on her for assaulting me like to me i think sticking my twitter mob on somebody is a lot different like so by the way hold on for a second mm-hmm. that's me saying that mm-hmm. i want to make sure i say something to you right now with love we're having a difference of opinion right now on something that happened. Yeah, yeah, what we are, what we are not doing right now. What I am not doing right now, and I'm, I'm, I, I want to say this very clearly: I'm not shifting the blame here. I'm not, I'm not victim blaming you. I'm saying the same way that any other time, somebody says, "Hey, just comply with the police, and it won't happen to you." And, and what I'm saying is that's got to work all over the place. So in this situation, she fucked up. And at the end of the day, whatever happened to her is a direct result of the karma that she put into the world. So right away, I'm saying that when I say Twitter mob, what I'm saying is if something happens to me and it's illegal, I'm a snitch. Like like you, you come into my house, I see you leaving. I'm a snitch. If something happens, if I feel assaulted, if I feel assaulted, if I feel like it rises to that level to where I feel assaulted, I would call the police. But I certainly in that situation wouldn't not call the police, but then go to Twitter. And I certainly then, after she had been doxxed, which is what happened, and had her name put online, then after that, like, ran to her employer. Like, to me, it seems like, that was a very definite situation to where you went. And this is just, a di- once again, she got what she got. The, like the difference of opinion. She got what she got. Well, that was a very clear, hey, she fucked up. She did this. I can no longer go to the dog park. Even you saying that you're tr- traumatized from going to the dog park. Yo, I'm 41 years old. There's a lot of racist shit that has happened to me in my life. Like, you can't go but, to the dog wait, park for it.
1: Can, like, I, can like, I just say this? I'm, I'm can, I, can I just say this? I just want right. to say this. One thing that we keep skirting around the issue, and this is, and like, this is when you'll have a reaction out of me and Fred is that it's personal at the end of the day. And and the reason I say, like, I was like, I would say what I would do in that situation. Van, you have an opinion of what you would do. Sure. At the end of the day, neither one of us were in that situation. So I really don't know how I would have reacted. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know if I would have called the cops. I don't know if I would have posted it on social media. We have no idea. And so that's why it's like hard to take somebody like Mrs. Jones' opinion and use that and say that that's Bible when at the oh, end of the Bible? day- Bible? Who said no, that? I, but, but some, but some I... people do, as leaders, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. you start talking about you have a platform and you're a, and you're a thought leader, and you have you can get this 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 mob of people to support and get behind what your belief is or your tweet is or whatever it may be, then yeah, like people are taking it as the word. And right. at the end of the day, you don't know what you would have done in that situation. You right. have no idea because people react differently when it directly impacts them and it could have just been the day that you were like you know what today is not the day for you to fuck with me right that's Mm -hmm.
2: it i think to that to that to that same point right again Mm -hmm. my whole thing at all times and i think man i just want to call something out for everybody who's gonna watch this and listen to this man's my man so we can disagree that's my guy (laughs) yeah yeah we we disagreeing on nuances i haven't i haven't talked to rachel yet but rachel we cool i followed you on the ig a second ago we cool we we (laughs) cool right but but I want to say that again, my whole thing is blackness is not a monolith. And I think mm. that types of things only happen to black people in conversation. A white person can have a different reaction to something than another white person, but we're the only ones that we microanalyze and say, well, you know, I, I you know, where I saw um, Ms. Jones's tweet? I saw Ms. Jones's tweet on Tucker Carlson, right? I saw Ms. Jones. Tuck- was it really <laughs> it was Ben Shapiro shared it like, oh my no, god no. Oh, oh Ben Shapiro Nicole. It. Ben Shapiro shared it. Tuck- oh, it oh um, my god <laughs> Matt, Matt Walsh and I think, um, Yeah was- they used it they
0: used it as a talking
2: point right, I they, was
0: but uh, I, but right. it's the tweet that made me reach out because I was wondering how you felt about when just answer that question how did you feel in the moment when you saw her tweet
2: that You know I <laughs> Um. Well, especially the, the where I saw it, I saw it when Ben Shapiro used it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I felt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brad, keep it real. I, blackness is not a monolith. You know, I move. I move in the ways that I move. Right. The same way you said, oh, you would call the police. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like I'm. Is I'm in an interesting space in my life. I'm from the projects and also have money now. Right. I'm from I'm from the dirt, you know, from nothing and have a platform now. Right. So for me, I'm always navigating multiple things. I'm not just somebody who's online and has hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm also somebody's fiance. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm also somebody's son. I'm somebody's brother, so on and so forth. Right. So like to your point, in terms of what you would have done, I'm navigating all these things at the exact same time. That video, as an example, was posted like five minutes after the thing took place, right? So I'm I'm all over the place at that time. I'm not Fred T. Joseph. I'm Frederick Joseph, the citizen who is dealing with a moment of racism, right? And wants some accountability because it's unacceptable in any space. I saw people saying your fiancé should have beat her ass. I saw people I saw people saying you should you should have filed charges. I saw people saying, How you gonna let this white girl talk to you? Smack her. I'm like, Right, what? I'd be dead right now. But besides that,
0: right? Uh, by the way, that just happened. Uh, uh, two people out on bail right now. We'll talk about it. Two people out on bail right now, claim that he, the guy uh, complimented his girl, his girlfriend, shot him dead.
2: This is what I'm talking about, though, man. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, no, I get you, man. What do y'all? What do y'all want? And and just you true just y'all, everybody. <laughs> but um, but to the point, I'm gonna answer the question very directly. I mind my black business. I mind my black business, especially when it t- pertains to black people. If you told me that... I, um, y'all on Spotify, right? If yeah. you told if you told me that Spotify wasn't bringing it back, I would probably just like retweet. I don't even know if he's lying or not, but retweet, right? Because that's how I get down. But if you said, hey, this thing happened and they just gave Joe Rogan 100 M's, but we only got... I'm like... Damn, you know what? I don't know if they got Joe Rogan's audience, but you know what? I'm not going to say nothing because, that, you know, whatever. I'm buying my black business. And, mm-hmm. I would, and I don't let myself get used in a way where white supremacists, white supremacists can try to pit black people against each other. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I am accessible. Man, you hit me on my DM and I hit you back. Bet I will pull up. I will. Let's do it. I'm transparent. I am real. I'm not going to get up here and be CNN Fred. I'm going to get up here and be
0: <laughs> Yonkers.
2: Yeah, Yonkers. I gold chain. <laughs> we got really, to. The three of us right now. This is a family conversation. Right. I just need to stay in the family. you and that. So overall, that it, things hurt when I see black people in general feeling like they have to pile on. That hurts because you can also hit me on my line, we are all connected in some way. When you're a platform mm-hmm. person, we can all get in contact with each other. <laughs> my, yeah. my, you my. know what?
0: The funny thing is, I saw somebody else. I saw somebody else that I that follows me, that's very prominent in the space, react the same way that Nicole did, and I hit them up so I could talk to them. Mm. I'm like, yo, we should have this conversation, because I'm thinking to myself, and I didn't. I don't really know this person that well, I'm thinking to myself, we should have a conversation about this internally we should have a fireside chat before yeah. y'all just start going on twitter right. and like mm-hmm. doing what it is that you're doing and the purpose of the, the the purpose of the conversation for me today was to look at this from all sides so that people understand the elements of it that don't get put in a twitter situation and i don't have to agree with every single part of it right but once again i think you did a great job of putting out the fact basically it's your life right you can't You can't ever put back karma into the world and expect a good result. Uh, So whatever happens to her is based upon what she did. Last question I will ask you is this, though. Um, I want to talk to Rachel about something. Me and Rachel are going to have a conversation about something analogous to this after you leave. Uh, (laughs) But last question I want to ask you is this, though. Do you think just out there this little lady i guess her name is emma mm-hmm. do you think that she is a racist
2: i think <laughs> i think that the same way i think that all men within a patriarchal system are ha- have misogynistic tendencies nine times out of ten that's how i feel about white people right oh we are <laughs> we, we we live in a white supremacist society right a country that's mm-hmm. founded upon white supremacy which is why we have very quickly gone to her being a victim and me being a villain um as opposed to even if they wanted to Framing it as two victims. I'm no longer a victim. I am absolutely a villain in the national zeitgeist right now. And that's in large part because we live in a white supremacist society. Um, that being said, I think that all white people benefit from that. And because they benefit from that, if you're complicit in it or actively upholding it, then that makes you a racist, right? Um, I think that there's also nuance to what she did because it's not just about <sighs> it, it, it's not just about her saying, go back to your hood or stay in your hood or whatever she said. It's that she thought that she could invade my bodily autonomy, right? With no mm-hmm. repercussions. That's number one. She also, yeah. she also has full awareness of her white womanhood and how she quickly tried to victimize and be like, oh, you said this to me. And then also fully understand the dynamics between her and white man When a, when a white man corroborated our story, how she had to get out of there and start quickly trying to undermine the entire situation. Mm. So That being said, while she, from my mind, what she did was racist. Um, and while she might not be um, an overt racist or white supremacist, racism is a spectrum, right? Mm. Um, Donald is. Trump is a white supremacist, and Joe Biden has said some racist things. Those two things can exist in the same exact way in the same exact space on the same exact spectrum. And the last thing I'm gonna say, real quick, about unethical use of platform and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, I, I think that. For people who have a platform, like to me, this is healthy, right? This is dialogue. This is how black people, people in general from different communities, whatever, should have conversation. When I see people, especially black people on a public platform, giving, having discourse about something that could be behind doors, because all it's doing is adding to the pylon of another black person um, and also erasing the work that I actively do. Like It's hard. Like it's it's erasing. Amazing
0: work that he does so,
2: yeah it's erasing the work that i do you could have a conversation that to me is unethical for me that, mm. that's that's unethical for black people mm. to have to have discourse amongst black people in a public white space that's what twitter is twitter's a white space we live in a white country twitter's a white space owned by white people and, that's, and, and if that discourse is now being leveraged by fox news we got it wrong somewhere along the way Somewhere along the way, you can disagree with me, and also the same people who are sending me bomb threats are now using those tweets by other black people to to validate the bomb threats to my house.
1: They do mm. that every time. Well, she mm. said, "You know, I can't tell you how many times people want to tell me what Candace Owens said." Um, are you gonna Candace talk- Owens
0: and Nicole Hannah Jones? not the same person just not want to make sure that we're not saying no, that, people we're, know that. We're, they, I don't they, even want people
1: we're, to think that's the, what I'm saying right, does, I'm right, just right, saying that right. they will take it uh, oh this black person said that you need to think more like that black person mm-hmm. that's the well, whole well, purpose well, of retweeting tweeting right. those people are you going to talk to me about Chris Harrison man?
0: no Okay. It's not gonna be
1: um, conversation. I, wanna, I, I just want to give you I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about these three books that you have dropping next year
2: Appreciate it. Um, Patriarchy Blues comes out um, next May from HarperCollins. Um, that's reflections on Black manhood. Much of this stuff, type of stuff is in that, just talking about being a Black man in society, trying to help us get it right. The next book after that is co-authored of My Fiance, Better Than We Found It. Um, in that book, we feature um, Elizabeth Warren, Julian Castro, Chelsea Clinton, Nick Stone, um, all sorts of amazing people. Um, and That's just helping young people be more progressive, understand gun violence, understand uh, healthcare, understand why certain things are happening in this country, and just trying to get young people to go in the right direction. The last book I'm not allowed to a- announce. Yeah, oh. it's with yeah something pertaining to something. I can't announce that. But yeah, it,
0: the, the, yeah. you guys don't know that he, the the la- Robert uh, it, like Fred's last book is co-authored with him and R. Kelly. It's called My Struggle. <laughs>
2: I lost um uh Miss Joe's already. He tried to get me to lose Oprah and all these other black people. <laughs> no, you ain't lost you
0: ain't lost nobody. I tell you guys right now, Fred is one of the most solid guys in this entire deal. I've talked to Fred about all kinds of different things, and he's one of the few people. That I call my homeboy that's actually put some fucking money in my pocket, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I really appreciate you talking, bro. I think all the questions are answered, man. Wish you much success. Yes. We're going to have you back on when those books drops, okay?
2: Absolutely. Appreciate you Appreciate you right. Nice there. to meet you.
1: Congratulations on your engagement, too.
2: Congratulations oh, you on your much. engagement. Have a good one.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging and room for your whole cargo and crew. OK, Hyundai, visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Post interview question, something that, that, I that like, he
1: gonna ask me. about. Christmas.
0: I'll never that was up a great conversation, by the he's, way. He's an amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. You know, he's an amazing guy. We just got to yeah. make sure that we pull in each other's coats and making sure. But his coat is obviously yeah, all right. Challenge each other. All okay. right. Um, something jumped into my mind when we were talking about not about Soup Kitchen and Jesse Palmer, which we have to do a Bachelor episode of Higher Learning to keep up with the latest Batch news because I'm getting Batch news sent to me. But Are I they sending
1: Batch. it to you? There's a lot. There's a lot I, happening in, in, in Bachelor World. New season's about to start with the Black Bachelorette, if you want.
0: Rach, I miss Batch. No, I, 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 I do. No, I don't. I miss batch. I
1: Don't.
0: I don't. Rach, we have to come, I have to we have to come back to batch. Back to batch.
1: Okay, here's the thing. We will watch the first night episode for Michelle because that those are always together. interesting. Together.
0: Together. We'll watch it that's together. Soon, that's and been like
1: two weeks. We will watch it together. That's yeah. what we'll do.
0: And then we'll do a batch. We'll I'm back to okay. back to batch. Uh question. <laughs> As we were having that conversation, something jumped in my mind. And okay. this is seriously not to call you out, it's to get the answer. Okay. Do you remember when the girl made the TikTok video about you? Yes, and the, and the video was about a bad interaction from her side mm-hmm. with you to yeah. where she's she's it's not obviously allegations of racism, but in a way she was talking about like celebrity privilege and all of that stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that that was a I thought that that was a poor thing to do in that situation because mm-hmm. I thought somebody's getting on a plane people are in all kinds of moods. Do you think that there's anything that's analogous to that in the fact that she was just really reacting to what she felt like was her interaction with you?
1: Was she? Is that what you think she was doing? Because to me, it was so much more than that. Because mm. she didn't just talk about me. She talked about two other white women. And when she introed them, it was a totally different sentiment than when she came to me. Not just Mm. talking about me, but talking about the show I was on. I also think... It goes deeper than that because I didn't ask. First of all, she lied on me. That could not have been farther from the truth of exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I never did some of the things that she accused me of doing and she had no problem using my name and a story about me while I am paying to go on you, your, for your services mm-hmm. to your company to go to travel on a trip minding my own business. You had no problem using my name for followers, for likes, for for repost, for attention. So I had no problem when I came on this podcast and I said, She works for American Airlines. She didn't tell y'all that. Didn't I say that? I said yeah. she works for American Airlines. And I <laughs> and I have a huge issue with the fact that I fly American trying, Airlines executive you're platinum and your steward and that's that's not the word to say, flight attendant. Look at you
0: being problematic call myself, again.
1: Your flight attendants <laughs> are telling stories about their very customers yeah. that pay for those flights. I had no problem saying where she worked. I, I didn't. I, I didn't go on and at American Airlines, probably because I don't have TikTok and I don't have access to the video. Maybe right. I would have.
0: Right. And so I guess my whole thing, and you know, even in the talk with Frederick, it's like it, there is a there is a space, and he comported himself like I knew he would there is a space that exists like in the fat of all of these things. Mm
2: -hmm. Like
0: there's a space that exists in the fat. And I know we don't want to, we're not, maybe we're not to the point to where we can talk about it yet, but there's a space that exists in the fat of all of this. Sometimes it's not in the meat, it's in the fat. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can get drunk, have a bad night and still not be bull Connor. And do you know how I know that that's the truth? Because Joe Biden, the president, that we all voted for locked up more niggas and said more racist shit than almost any other person like he has locked up more niggas Joe Biden Mm -hmm. he called Barack Obama clean and articulate he said some crazy shit about Haiti yet and still we look past it when he has something so I know that people understand that sometimes it's in the meat and sometimes it's in the fat Fred did what he had to do. Can't hate on him. Can't hate on him. But at the same time, we are it is we are getting to a point to maybe where we're getting to sort of a lynch mob mentality. Like uh, anytime we feel slighted on social media.
1: Well, here's the thing. and And
0: And that's how I felt about that girl that made that video about you. And I was like, what to me? My thing is, what if Rachel was tired? What if she don't like the cheese on her sandwich? Is that worth going to the thing and making the, and making the and TikTok she, video she about it? And she
1: wanted people... I got messages before you even told me. I was like, why does everybody keep talking to me about some flight I was on? I got messages telling me how awful of a human being I was because mm-hmm. of that girl's video. So my thing is, what was the purpose of you putting up that video? Which is why I did agree with you when we were talking to Fred and you said you got her fired. And I said, indirectly. When he added the company... You knew what was a possibility, what was on the table. It could have been training, mm-hmm. it could have been suspension, it could have been firing. You didn't care what option came about with that. That's how this girl was, right? Just like when I said it was American Airlines. If they fired her, she's the one who was tell who she's the one <laughs> i i could I could give a fuck if she got fired because in your in your the capacity of your job, you decided to talk about one of your customers. So to me is if you want to be public and put all this out there, then guess what? I get to do the exact same thing, and whatever those repercussions are, those are those repercussions. But I do agree mm-hmm. with you that it allows an audience of people, what you say, the lynch mob, to take it and do what they want to it, mm. I, and and that's where things can the problem can be because that didn't always exist. Social mm. media has been around for a long time. Lynch mob didn't always exist with social media. Now it's it just comes bigger. with it. Now it's it just comes bigger. with
0: it. It's getting bigger. Speaking of white women harassing black men.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ellen Pompeo okay Ellen Pompeo is in the crosshairs she's on the crosshairs of black Twitter she recalls going at it with Denzel Washington on Grey's Anatomy set she's, uh, she has her own podcast now Tell Me with Ellen uh, and she talked to Patrick Dempsey a reunion You watch the show? Meredith and McDreamy. A reunion. I watched this show insofar as Kalika won't stop watching it. Gotcha. Uh, so a reunion. (laughs) She's talking to Patrick Dempsey, and she said the following about her interaction with Denzel Washington who had directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, She said she was improvising with the character, and I was like, look at me. Look at me when you apologize. Look at me. She recalled yelling at the actor during the scene, and that wasn't in the dialogue. She was going off script, and Denzel went ham on my ass. He was like, I'm the director. Don't you tell him what to do. Ellen turned around and was like, listen, motherfucker, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling she then clarified that she has the utmost respect for Denzel Washington. People were pissed the fuck off about this. Very upset that she talked to our uh our Nobel laureate of acting, our Sir Lawrence uh Negroier, our Sidney Portier, our shining beacon of acting artistry, Denzel Washington. She spoke to him like that. What did you think of this story, Rachel? <sighs>
1: I wasn't up in arms like black Twitter was. And I guess I just looked at this as, and I remember this episode. It is a very, very dramatic episode. You guys should see it if you haven't. Look it up. You don't need any context. You can just watch it standing alone. Um, To me, I felt like she matched his energy. She said that he went ham on her and was like, I'm the director, don't you tell him what to do. And it seems like she matched his energy and was like, listen, I don't know who you are, this is your first day on the job, but this, I've, I've been doing this for 16 seasons. This is my show. So I guess I, I can see why people reacted that way, but in my opinion, I'm like, okay, he went off on her, she went off on him, Seems like they had creative a a disagreement creatively and then they were able to respect each other and move on and produce a fantastic episode.
0: Mm -hmm. Annoyed the shit out of me. Okay. Annoyed the shit out of me, not because it's a big deal, but just because if Martin Scorsese Mm -hmm. had been sitting in on an episode of Grey's Anatomy, I don't think she would have done that to him.
1: We'll never know.
0: And so my and thing I, is, and she's she said something in there that's factually inaccurate. In, in, in she said, this oh. is my show. This is my set. That's not true. If Denzel is in that director's chair, he is in fucking charge. Like, if he's sitting in that director's chair, Denzel Washington, two-time Academy Award winner, Right. If he's sitting in that director's chair, he's in charge. And what he was trying to do was. Conduct shit around the set with the authority that a director has. Now, I'm not saying he was right for like for for getting at her for going off script. I'm sure she has creative license to go off script, but I don't know, man. I think a lot of people are like, don't talk to Denzel like that. you know? And I
1: think. And I and I get it, and I will be the first to say I'm a little biased. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, you can catch me on Tell Me with Ellen Pompeo in a couple of weeks.
0: Oh wait, what?
1: And yeah, we had a great conversation, and we talked about Bachelor stuff. We talked about race. We talked about being women, and I can add more context to who I think she is as a person, which is why I don't take it as a one off and just, you know, people who. What did am I wrong in that? Why are your eyes?
0: I am flabbergasted that you just said that. Why? After you skewered me. Over the Karen civil thing, and, and here's then sent the all no, no, no. of the thought no, no, no. was no, no, no. on me. Let me, let me, and Whoa. let me tell you
1: the difference with what I just did. I acknowledged my bias. I just said that you never did. Yes, I you did. Go claimed and you didn't have it. it. No, okay. no, no, I Maybe did. I, I said didn't, no, no. I said, you, I, I I felt, said, I, I kept no, saying no, you're biased. You're no, biased. Okay, no, maybe you no, did. No, That's said, I
0: said no. I said I know Karen. I said I, I told you that I knew Karen. You said
1: you know her. I didn't say I know Ellen. I said I am biased in my opinion. Because and I'm telling you why I am so I feel like I'm acknowledging something that you didn't do because hmm. I th- that's why people got on to you because that's not they why. said that
0: no they said oh, but, but, okay. I was I was introducing Karen before I even got a chance to say it like mm-hmm. I didn't even get a chance to say it I'm mm-hmm. describing Karen as what she is mm-hmm. I'm introducing Karen and before I could even get the introduction out you're you were already on my ass.
1: A hundred percent was. I will. Right. I own that. Like
0: like a hundred percent. So I'm just. And whew. then
1: further into the conversation, you even more so showed your bias. What? And I'm and I'm acknowledging mine right now. I'm admitting it. That's why I'm, I'm saying this. I said because people will hear me on the podcast in a few weeks. It's like, oh, Rachel was saying that because she's friendly with her. I'm biased because I can add a little bit more, just like Karen, you could. And I acknowledged that when I was talking to you, I was like, look, I get it. You know her in a way that I never will. So I'm only going, or I don't, I guess I, guess I shouldn't say I never will, but the way that I currently do Oh, you don't. never will now. Okay, I never will. <laughs> Next. So I'm just more so giving my opinion based off of what I've read and what's out there. That's mm. what other people are doing too. So mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging that I'm coming in with some other information. Hmm. But I get understand. I understand why people had that reaction. I Hmm. do.
0: Now, do you think that she put you on the podcast after she made this revelation about Denzel Washington just to cover her track? She was like, "I said that about Denzel." No, because Yara Shahidi's
1: on the podcast too. Yeah, but
0: Yara Yara doesn't bring the Yara doesn't have any scalps on the wall. Yara
1: doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> By the way, I apologize to the indigenous communities that listen to our show uh they're they're very dedicated thought words. I just said that it's something I've been saying my whole life. I will never use that term again scalps on the wall i'm i apologize to them uh for saying that, but you know Yara Yara ain't got no notches. Yara's you know an mean?
1: activist she and is. and and so no, to answer your original question. I do not think that's why she do you, had me on the podcast.
0: Do, do you know what bothers me about it, though, more than anything, though? What, what bothers me is that it's not even the fact that that happened because that could happen. And by the way, she's been on Grey's Anatomy for a long time, so in a way it is her show. Well, not in a way. It fucking is her show. Um, I do think It's, it's called his,
1: Grey's. It's I named know,
0: after her. But I do still think it's his set, though. And that goes for You're any right. director that's in that director's right. show. So it's still his set. Right? But what bothers me is that she was like bragging about it, like our son Denzel Washington. I
1: like, don't. I didn't get that. I got that she was telling a story. Like, ooh, let me tell you this one time. What happened? He went ham on my ass, is what she said.
0: And then she, she and then she it. said,
1: like, kind of like, and I went back at him. And she's, uh, yeah, I think she told a story. I didn't. I didn't get the bragging part, but whatever. I'm biased. It's your, that's, that's your
0: homegirl. Just, I just want everybody to pay attention because it happens it happens to people we have we have but you gotta
1: own it and and I'm owning it
0: look 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 all I'm saying is it happens we know people we've been around and I just
1: know she's not like that that's what I I know she's not like them
0: hmm I could say something right now but I won't You say it off air then. Yeah, I'll say it off air. I'll say it it off air. I'll say it off air. Uh, It's happened again. I kind of don't understand why it continues to happen. Black Twitter is up in arms. A lot of people are up in arms about a new movie. I just all, I, I blame all the rage on Black Twitter. About the new movie, The Harder They Fall. The Harder They Fall is a movie that we cannot wait for it to come out.
1: Have you seen
0: it? I have not seen it yet. Have you?
1: No, but I will this weekend.
0: Right. Regina King, Lakeith Stansfield, Stanfield. Idris
1: Elba. Idris yeah. Elba,
0: everyone. And Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats plays a character named Stagecoach Mary. Now, if you don't know who Stagecoach Mary is, she is a real person and uh, a big deal in African American history. She is a woman that protected male from robbers. All right. She's a legendary figure. We don't have very many legendary figures across the Ponderosa frontier that are black, but stagecoach Mary is definitely one of them. And she was the first to do it. She was the first to do it. She was born in 1832 Uh, at the age of 60. She became a stagecoach mail carrier, a dangerous job. Defending the male against bandits while driving across the US, an iconic figure due to her adventurous lifestyle, the first black woman to take on this perilous job. Okay. She started this at the age of 60, Mary Fields. Mary Fields was a larger, dark skinned black lady. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of the legend of Stagecoach Mary. Correct. She's being played in this movie. By Zazzy Beats. If you guys know who Zazzy Beats is, she played Domino in uh Dimple 2. She also played Van in Atlanta. She is not a larger black lady. She is a smaller, fair skinned black lady who is an amazing actress, but people saw the picture. People know who Mary is in real life, and people are upset. Rachel, she's, when I
1: She's by Rachel.
0: She's by Rachel. She's by Rachel. She's by (laughs) Rachel. When you saw the pictures, were you pissed off at this?
1: Pissed off is a strong word. I'm more confused with all the, and you say you have friends that worked on this movie with all the people, black people who were involved, you know, who stage coach Mary is. This is no knock to Zazie because she's a great actress. But why when there were so many other black women you could have chosen for this role? And I think what's disturbing is for those of you who have no idea who stagecoach Mary is, and you watch this movie for the first time, that is your depiction of who she is. And it looks nothing like her. Nothing. And I think that's, what's disturbing is you're rewriting a historical black figure and, 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 a a renowned one at that. And then I got to thinking, I said, she's very popular. I'm sure she's been played before. So I looked up the actresses who have played her before. None of them look anything like Zazie. Esther Roll. Oh yeah. That's stage coach Mary right there. That's (laughs) stage coach Mary right there. Esther Roll played her in a documentary. Don Lewis, also known as Jaleesa from Different World played her Kimberly Elise played her Erica Badu played her and then the next person is that what did
0: Erica Badu play her in
1: in a short western called they die by dawn Mm, 2013
0: I haven't seen that I might have to check that out in 2013
1: my point being is there were plenty of other if you look at the women who have played stagecoach Mary who've been casted for um for her to play that role. And then you look at Zazie and then you look at all the other available black women who are actors. It doesn't make sense in casting as to why you chose Zazie. And that's not a personal knock towards her. It's just more about honoring the legacy and the depiction of stagecoach Mary.
0: So this is my thing. And that's all very well said. My thing is, are you trying to piss people off? (laughs) I'm just asking. They're not going to fucking sleep on it. It, it, it. Will's the last time they missed. They're not going to miss.
1: Nina, Nina, Nina.
0: No. They got on their ass about that.
1: No, but I'm just saying missed in casting. Sorry, I thought that's what oh, you said. Oh, no. That's what they did.
0: No. Oh, no. Nina
1: Simone. They did
0: it. <laughs> Nina they did it. Simone. Come on, Woo. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's like for real. Like, why, bro? Like I just ask, like, I love I Zoe Saldana. I want to ask people in the movie. I love, I love them. We gonna get some of them? I'm gonna be well, honest with you. She, we, why we, we, would she I, say I yes. you. Why
1: would Zazie say yes? That's what I want to know too. You had to look up stage coach Mary to play now, her. Now, you see, had to
0: Now, this is the conversation. Okay, now we're talking about people who have made decisions. Studios make decisions based upon dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, hey, uh, we're gonna cast Zazzy Beats because we don't really know the harder they fall, it's it's not gonna be a movie that's like based in history. They're gonna have some historical characters in it, but you know, they might be doing a different thing. It's like a holy and glorious bastard thing. You know, studio might be thinking, hey, get Zazzy Beats for Stagecoach Mary because Zazzy Beats is gonna put butts in the seats. People like her from different things. We're trying to get the biggest names on the cast that we can. I'm not saying that you couldn't find an actress like that, but that's what they're gonna say. Or bigger. So the call her co-
1: stagecoach carry then.
0: Stagecoach? Carrie, I'll try to think of another name. Stagecoach. Damn, I can't think of a name. I was thinking Larry. They <laughs> no. change it. Stagecoach Larry. <laughs> um, that's the question. Mm-hmm. The studio doing what the studio did is one thing. If your Zazzy beats, was it right for her to take the role? Mm-hmm. In essence, I'm asking, is this really Zazie Beetz's fault? The studio is going to studio, but is it really her fault for actually taking the role? Is it her, not her fault? I'll reframe that. Was it Zazie Beetz's responsibility to say no to the role of stagecoach Mary?
1: So the reason I say yes is because first of all, it's no, it's it's casting for sure, but casting messed it up, and now they come to you and they're offering you the role of Stagecoach Mary. Then the responsibility falls on you mm. to make a decision, because the only reason there's two re- things I could think of. Why would you say yes? Okay,
0: because you want to be in the movie.
1: Because you want to be in the movie, you yeah. want the recognition, and you want you. or you or you want the money.
0: Well, yeah, you want to be, but you know, you're an actor. You want to keep doing roles that are going to challenge you and stuff. You want to be in a movie. You want to be in a right. movie. That's why you're going to be, yeah.
1: But I guess, well, I that then I have three. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, the recognition, to be a part of this movie, the money. And the third one is, because maybe you really admire her. But if you really admired her, and you saw who she is, and, you, and you're, you're portraying her and the depiction of her, then you'd want to do the role justice. I'm not saying she can't act and do the role justice. I'm just saying portraying her because how they gonna make no i've seen how they make her look never mind she's just play, she looks like herself don't she's even try herself. to make her look don't even try to make well, her by look the it's, way, not a if, need, it's not neat if they, they had darkened they her
0: herself. that would be worse
1: well we've seen it done before
0: and even if, even if she's playing a young stagecoach mary because maybe she's not playing stagecoach mary after she was 60 even if she's playing a young stagecoach mary being out in the frontier ain't that much sun you're not going from a zazzy beast to an Esther role
1: but well, check this out. That ain't going to happen. Stagecoach Mary was never young as stagecoach Mary. But She maybe, became stagecoach Mary in her 60s.
0: But maybe this is before she was stagecoach Mary, but we're calling her stagecoach Mary because we know her as stagecoach Mary. But this clip is maybe, she's
1: carrying a gun. I don't I know, know.
0: But maybe, maybe stagecoach Mary got it popping as a kid. I, I do like the fact that we're talking about stagecoach Mary, though. I love yeah. that. That's cool. That's something that they only teach you during Black History Month.
1: Well, they're still got to do some teaching because, again, <laughs> I said, if you never knew who she was and you saw her and then you see a picture of the real one and you're like, no, 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 no. I just watched Stagecoach Mary in a movie. That's not Stagecoach Mary.
0: Yeah. So, By the way.
1: And why do they do that with us? What do you mean? Like, I feel like when it comes when it when it's white people. They don't. They don't get them dressed. Can you think of a of, of a historical depiction of a white person that they just were so off on?
0: They they kind of do it a lot. I mean, Leonardo I'm not, I'm... Leonardo DiCaprio played J Edgar Hoover. Come on, man! Like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio as J Edgar Hoover. That's like fucking nuts. I mean, they say. I mean, it's like you know what I mean. If you know what J Edgar Hoover looks like, it's like they they do it sometimes. They don't do it too well because like because there's less shades of white
1: <laughs> <laughs> point taken yeah Be- <laughs> because there's less
0: shades of white it's like not the same thing but uh, i tell you one thing i remember very vividly um uh angelina jolie playing daniel pearl's wife who was black and, and who is black? Who people don't remember that? A mighty wind, a mighty heart.
1: Oh a mighty yeah, heart. she she have like curly hair in yeah. it. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, um. So I don't know. It's uh, it's it's tough. It happens sometimes, and it happens to us. Look, we have a diaspora of complexions, a diaspora, diaspora, a diaspora of complexions. But we have to be loyal to those complexions, and this thing we're making, we're we're, we're having fun. But yo, this goes. This definitely it's hits deep. It hits, cuts deep to people. Cuts deep. There
1: are, there are plenty of qualified. It's like when, when there's finally a, a role, there's not many roles that come along unless they're created mm-hmm. for darker skinned women. So here's one that's a no brainer, and they still don't get the role.
0: But once again, because a lot of people were talking about Zazzy Beats, I'm not so sure that I think it's Zazie Beats' responsibility. Yes, I do.
1: Yeah, what's gonna come? I, I I just don't see how you can see it any other way. And yeah, I would yes, love I to hear what she has to say. Oh, you're gonna hear it. Well, I think I interview her on Sunday.
0: You're gonna, gonna interview her first. You're gonna ask her, you're gonna ask her, you interview her for extra? Uh-huh. You're not gonna ask her on extra.
1: I love a dare.
0: You're not gonna I I dare you to ask her. I dare Done. you to ask her on extra.
1: Done. The question is, will extra air it?
0: Well, but extra air. Ask. You you're gonna say And let me tell
1: you something. If I don't ask. It's because they told me not to. They told to. you not to. <laughs> they told me not to. But see, Extra, man, look, Extra. Not Extra, I'm saying P- her PR. You know how oh. like PR will come in and be like,
0: hey, don't ask this question. Hey, yo, Extra, man, stop being pussy, man. <laughs> stop. I'm going back to my toxic youth when I used to use terms that were rooted in such misogyny. Hey, man, stop being pussy with that shit, man. Let Rachel cook, man. Let her ask her shit, man. Is that how you talk as a child? That's how I tried to talk.
1: I can tell try being the
0: key word that's how i tried to talk
1: you sound like how i would sound like saying that
0: yeah It's like man bam every time somebody used to say i talk like a white boy i had to fight him
1: bing bing pow you (laughs) fought you fought i cried
0: right no i had to fight him oh for real oh for real all right cool i'm gonna run into your ass that's what we used to say in baton rouge i'm gonna run into you nigga uh okay now um We have a very sad story to report. You know what? Before we go to that story, Britney Spears, let's 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 stay Mm. on the lighter fare before we get to this story, uh, because we're going to need the thought warriors out there to spring into action here. But I want to talk about Britney Spears because we haven't talked about this yet. I don't know very much about it, but Britney Spears's dad got kicked out of being the captain of the Britney Spears ship. How, how could yeah. that happen? So tell me, what like what uh, what the fuck is going on? He he's not Jamie, right?
1: He's Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie's mm-hmm. her dad. Jamie Spears. He has been the conservator of her conservator of her estate and personal. Um for 13 years now recently he's been removed from the personal side of it and they put jody montgomery in but he is the conservative conservator of her estate meaning that he is in control of all of her assets her money all of the and how and how she spends it and everything he pays himself a salary and that's one of the things that came out in court so yesterday so this is a battle that's been going on for a long time if you recall 13 years ago that's when there were the 5150s. you know uh in regards to britney spears she was hospitalized they did a mental evaluation and they found that she was not capable of being in control of herself and her money and with her children. And so her father stepped Mm. in to take care of her and that and all of that. But 13 years later, you started to see, well, really before that, this free Britney movement, because these super fans were starting to say Jamie is mishandling her money and her affairs and he's controlling. People wrote that off as that these they were crazy and they were just super fans who were just, you know, had nothing better to do. Well, it turned out there was where well, there was smoke, there was some fire and they mm-hmm. were right. And so Britney's attorney has been trying to get him removed as the person running her estate, wanting to appoint other people who they felt were more trustworthy. And he has been fighting her in court. Well, finally, yesterday, with a new attorney who's been on less than six months, they were successful in court in getting him... Suspended as the conservator of her state, meaning he was removed completely from it. They temporarily, like immediately, and they temporarily appointed someone else. And then in 30 to 45 days, actually, they set the date November 12th. There will be a termination hearing and they will completely get rid of her conservatorship, meaning she will be free. He will no longer be saying free Britney. She will be free unless there's some things that still have to be tied up with her estate. It's a $60 million estate approximately. You've got a new person coming in who's got to go through all the paperwork, handling everything. So hopefully he can get it done by that time. Now, here's what happened in court. I was sitting in the courtroom. Gotta say, it felt good to be in court. Mm. I was sitting in the courtroom. Two arguments that were being had. Nobody is um, contesting the ending of the conservatorship. The dad wanted it ended Yesterday, completely not suspended or removed. He wanted it ended. That he wanted to see the th- rest of it through while they were handling out the rest of the estate. Britney's attorney was arguing to be suspe- for him to be suspended and removed, so then someone else could step in and look at all the discovery, all the paperwork to see what had been done over the last thirteen years. Because their accusation is that there's some criminal behavior, and they criminal, were criminal like stealing yes, money and shit, money. Mishandling of her assets. They say that he was an alcoholic. They said Britney was. Britney testified back in June. That was a big deal as well. That she was in fear of him. That he has been cruel. He's been abusive. He's been toxic, and all these certain allegations. And what? What recently? Toxic. I know. I know. And what recently came out was a documentary, and they talked about this in court. New York Times dropped this big bombshell from someone who was um, a whistleblower, basically, with a security firm that said the dad had her bedroom bugged so he could hear her attorney-client privileged communications. He could hear communications with her children. He had her phone cloned to an iPad. He could hear communications with her boyfriend and all these things. So they were using this as evidence as well. To fight for Britney's freedom in court, and the judge, a black woman, sided with um, Britney's attorney, and so that's what's come about. But the but at the post press conference, the attorney Britney's attorney said they're going to look into the family.
0: What a fabulous rundown of all of that!
1: I was I was I was in court. You must. Ma- you 10 were to five.
0: You were getting it. You were I had right phone there. Phone
1: taken away from me. I was writing notes. I was in it
0: in it Britney's should remix toxic and make it about her dad oh Jamie Lynn you're all done Jamie Lynn is her sister I thought Jamie Lynn was her dad Jamie's her
1: dad Lynn is her mom and the sister's name is Jamie Lynn
0: damn I almost had it that was gonna be a a, a top 10 tune I've been making up so many (laughs) good raps so what happens to Britney now like she uh she so after the conservatorship is over then Britney like just has full control of all her shit
1: Full control. She can do... now. Do
0: whatever th- she wants.
1: I wonder if, and this didn't really come up, um, Jamie's attorney tried to mention it. She was kind of like, there's a reason that this all started and it was all, based off a mental evaluation that was done on Brittany. So there, I don't know if it will be required that she will have to have another mental evaluation before the whole thing can end. I'm not sure.
0: Every time somebody says that what TMZ does is harmless and they never killed anyone. I think about Britney Spears. Uh. And I'm not saying that them alone, I wasn't there when this was going on. I'm just saying the whole thing. Every yeah. time they say that like these things are victimless crimes, and look, I was right there for nine years being a part of the whole thing. Cashing a check, being on TV, doing my thing. There's no, There's no way around it, right? But every single time I think about you know, when people talk about, hey, it's just it's part of being famous and nobody gets heard. And I think about Britney Spears. They drove that girl crazy.
1: You should watch Framing Britney Spears. The- I can't watch it. I can't watch people
0: devolve down and go down mentally. I can't watch it.
1: It's one of those things. It's like our Kelly when we were talking about about how we turned the blind eye. We saw it, it, we heard about it, and we just wrote it off as something else.
0: We laughed at it because because you know what? Because there's a part of us that wants to believe that all the people out there in Hollywood are as Hollywood as we think they are.
1: Mm-hmm. That they're not.
0: That there's some. That something. And we have no I'm part in it. it. We have no part in it. Yeah. So Britney shaves her hair hair off. I'm like, oh my god. We used to make fun of that on a TMZ tour. That was her having a breakdown. Britney hit somebody with the umbrella is like she's trying to say stop it leave me alone
1: yeah they interviewed that guy actually on the framing Britney Spears oh, I,
0: know who the, I, I know who these guys are I used to run around the town with those guys I used to see those guys that's some that's of them the to town. be honest with you some of them are just dudes trying to make a living taking pictures sure. and then some of them are absolutely pathetic pieces of shit I knew a lot of great guys out there a lot of great guys out there that were just taking pictures taking pictures one dude I knew was the best spotter ever. He was just a cool dude taking pictures. But then some of them, uh, so I remember Gerard Butler was walking down the, the beach in Malibu or walking down the street in Malibu, and they were taking pictures of him. And he goes, man, how many pictures, how many pictures are you guys going to take? Because they had been shooting him for a while. He goes, and the guy goes, about 15,000. Just stand still, okay? And I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> it's dirty. Jeez. But by the way, it's all dried up now. Paparazzi? It's not as big as it once was, man. It's changed.
1: That's because social media. Yeah,
0: it's all. It's it's, definitely. It's things are different. I'm sure people are out there still getting the paycheck, but I used to be able to. I used to be able to be around in the street and you'd see him. Like there was a point, like you'd see him everywhere. I know the spots to go, but anyway. So I hope Brittany's okay. Hope Brittany's okay. Um, so there's a story out of Oregon right now that's just starting to make the rounds. It is the Sad story of the end of Barry Washington Jr.'s life. He is a black man who was shot and killed by Ian Cranston, allegedly because he gave Ian's girlfriend, Allie Butler, a compliment. Uh, the way this goes was they were outside of a bar in Central Oregon on September 19th when allegedly Barry Washington Jr. complimented or said something to Allie Butler, Uh which made Ian Cranston pull out his gun and shoot Barry Washington Jr. He died. Um, Cranston was arrested for the shooting. I think he was arrested on a manslaughter charge. He was later released after he posted bail. He will have his court appearance on October the 5th. He is currently free. Both of them are. There was a video that was released by Allie Butler, who is the girlfriend in this particular situation, uh, and it was played on the news up there in Oregon. Now, there might be more details to come from this. There might be more details that shed some light on exactly what went down. Right. And as for right now, this is kind of all of the details that you get. The video itself is kind of hard to watch. You see some people there hesitant to actually call the police from what I've been told. I haven't seen it yet. But from what I've told, the video is hard to watch. I uh, did not want to watch it. I'm sorry for the Thought Wars for not having watched the video. And that it shows people not running to the aid of Barry Washington Jr. immediately after he was shot. You guys can watch the video if you do choose to and make that determination for yourself. This was brought to my attention because these people are free and walking around after posting bail for having killed someone. Um, and posting a video. Yeah, and giving the video to people. Uh I don't know how that works, and the video that I saw breaking this entire thing down compares it to Emmett Till, and at least right now, until we get more details, until we learn the ins and outs, the ups and downs of this, it seems eerily reminiscent of Emmett Till. You guys might remember Emmett Till's story. Of course, we hope that you would if you're listening to this podcast. He was lynched, beaten, murdered uh, back in the 50s for allegedly whistling at a white woman. Rachel we don't know very much do you have any thoughts
1: um I think the most disturbing thing to me is I didn't even hear this story until you said it to me and I wonder how many other people out there have not heard it and so I'm glad I I have yet to watch the video I don't know if I will but I know Barry Washington Jr.'s name now and I know that I'm paying attention to this story and I want to make sure that I, I can't use the word justice if it is exactly what we think it is, but I want to make sure that these people are held accountable for what they did, because it seems like they took this man's life in. Uh, I, I'll be paying attention and uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll keep people updated.
0: We need everybody. We need everybody to be on top of this story where it is that there was some racial slurs used in the video. Uh, I guess I would um I guess I have to watch it. Uh there are different sort of um there are different sort of uh accounts. One account claims that there was some sort of scuffle before that there might have been some sort of fight. Uh but in any way, uh Barry Washington Jr. has been killed and his killers will Perhaps meet their justice on October 4th, 5th or that process will start. They posted Bill. They're out doing their thing, sending videos to the news while he is dead. All right. um, right. Don't lose sight of this one. We're going to be on top of it. All right. uh, a little dour, but time to get to mail back. Let's do it. Mail back time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh. It's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in.
1: From Sierra Bruyne, what's your favorite double standard?
0: My favorite double standard? What's my favorite double? The (laughs) N-word. It's a good one. The N-word is my favorite double standard because it's the only thing that makes white people dumb. White people in every other situation want to tell you how smart they are for no reason. You're talking to a white person. They're like, hey, but you didn't know a white man invented the fucking airplane. I'm like, yeah, I know it. I get it. You guys had some accomplishments. All rooted in tyranny, but you had some accomplishments. All of these dudes that just want to throw their intellectual weight around. They think they're smart. They think they're this. Bring up the N-word. I just don't understand. I don't know, what you <laughs> like, like what, like, what do you mean? I don't like, I, I can't say it. It doesn't make any sense that you could say it and I did not say it. Like, I'm dumbfounded. I'm. I used to talk to people about it, like, oh, you get everything else. Do you don't get the N word? They don't get don't it. don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. Next they question. get
1: it. Oh, they, oh, they get it. it. They get they it. it. They don't want to talk about and it. That's the only time white why people play dumb.
0: It's the only time white people play dumb. Is the N word. Any other time <laughs> they play superior. Any other time I'm better than you. Any other time they play superior. But that's you why... You better I,
1: stop throwing up the hooks. I know that.
0: Oh, I was doing like this.
1: <laughs> I know that.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 I always wanted to be one of the bros.
1: It's never uh, too late. It's yes never it is, too nigga. late. <laughs> yes, it is. The fuck? <laughs> no, you can do uh, after. What are you talking about? All right. It's never <laughs> too late. Shout out to Omega sci 5.
0: Uh, we ready? What's the next one?
1: From Ladybird underscore six ten. What was your first experience with World Star Hip Hop? And by experience, I think she means like first video you watched. Oh, who knows?
0: That's crazy. That's tough. I used to watch World Star Candy. Remember, they I, used to have the women on there.
1: No, because don't remember that? I didn't, rest in peace, Q. I I didn't really. I I obviously I'm familiar with World Star Hip Hop, but I would just watch it and be like, mm, mm, mm.
0: it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but like you guys don't remember, so there's a whole era and I want to do, I want to do breakout podcast about it. So there's a pre Instagram post video Vixen era that is really interesting for the video Vixen type ladies. Cause Instagram now made all of these other platforms where you have to put your videos up. Null and void. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. Like you don't need world star hip hop to put your videos up now. You should put them on your Instagram. You got a million followers, whatever.
1: Right.
0: But there was a time after the video Vixen era was over, but right before the Instagram era really hit that there was an influx of female lady shakers that had nowhere to go except for these sites that would put you on and these magazines like Show and King and all of these places. And there was a whole group of them. And I wonder where they are now. I wonder.
1: You wonder where they are? I feel like I... Mm-hmm. When what what year would you say that ended? Because a lot of them you would see on Wild and Out.
0: No, no, no no, original... no, no. I'm not talking about the Wild. I'm not talking about the ones that made it to Wild and Out. You're right though.
1: No, oh. the OG, like the original Wild and Out, had the girls that were in the video, ah. the ones you would recognize, the ones you keep seeing, and you were like, "Oh, that's so and so from this video." They were some of the the OGs.
0: See, but I'm not talking about them, man. I'm talking about Cubana Lust. You know what I mean? I'm talking about Marshaun Renee. You know, I'm talking about all of these girls. I'm talking about like the ones that, like, Cubana Lust, <laughs> Cubana Lust. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Cubana Lust, Marshawn uh, Renee, Miss DR, Like all of these, <laughs> like all of these ladies that were doing all of these, like they, like them, like they didn't make it to Wildin' Out. I don't think they got to and Out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you see Cubana Lust right there? Cubana Lust was a wave. She had a whole wave.
1: She's a mugshot.
0: Wait what? Wait what? <laughs> Hold on, let me find it. What you, well, Twitter for what? says:
1: IG model Cubana Lust arrested for drugs.
0: Damn. Two thousand
1: nineteen.
0: Oh shit! What? Yeah, that's sad, bro. That's sad.
1: That's yeah. like
0: that's that's sad, man. Because
1: they're putting up her, um, and I she does definitely look familiar. They're putting up her picture, and it's a cover of show. It's a picture of her.
0: God damn, Cubana Lust. Is there more information? Media, we gotta-
1: media takeout. Let's see. Just five years ago, Cubana Lust was one of the most sought-after Instagram models in the world. What year was this? This is media takeout. Today, she's trending all over social media because on Twitter, uh, folks on Twitter found mugshots of a woman named Yolanda Cuelar who was arrested uh, on drug and paraphernalia charges. That's Cubana's real name. Damn,
0: Cubana. 36. Yeah, so she was, yeah, she was, because that would have been the age she was in, a little bit younger than me, you know, but still, she had such a run. She had such a run. Damn, but see, the streets, man. We need, like, I I, I would say this one thing, I was say. there needs to be something to where the video models, much like the rappers, they need they need some kind of retirement plan, and the rappers need this too. They need some kind of retirement plan. It needs to be like a union or a fund, because this is what happens when rappers go this to Trump. This happens to
1: a lot of people in 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 industries. Yeah. It's not particular just to them. I know you're partial. I'm very sorry, but yeah.
0: All right, next question. That's a fucking bummer, man. Kubana C- Lust, man. I mean, I can't really put nothing on your books now because Kalika not gonna go for that I was shit. Say. But but <laughs> but, yeah, shit, but I was gonna tell her. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you do well out there. You know what I'm saying? I hope you straight. Um. All right. Uh. What, what else we got? Last one
1: from Megatosen. I feel like I said that wrong. What's the most difficult thing you've dealt with since becoming famous?
0: Mm. I'm not famous, but I will tell you. Just the only thing I'll tell you is this. When I'm running, please do not tap tap me. Don't run up behind me and tap me. That's the only thing. That's the most difficult
1: thing you've dealt with?
0: There's nothing else that's really difficult. I mean, it's like I'm not that famous to where it's a big deal. But what I'm saying is if I'm running and I got the music in my ear, and then you run up behind me and all of a sudden I see a person on me and you tap me. Don't do that. You go, Somebody gonna get golfed in their jaw. Like don't, don't do that. It scares the shit out of me every time. And it happens all the time. I'm running. ha, ah, fat boy running. and are running
1: run- and people tap you. That means that, that, that you, there's a celebrity aspect to it. I'm saying,
0: I'm saying just don't do that. Come get in front of me. Spin the block. So I can see you coming. Because it's like, it's scary. That's the only time. I get it. I what get What about that. you?
1: I would say, mm, what was the question? What's
0: the most <laughs> difficult thing? What, flying first class?
1: <clears throat> <laughs> no. I would say it's a comparison. Like, mm. I never really cared about, it's such a different world from from practicing law. Like, you're almost judged if you come into a courtroom trying to like look a certain way and uh, like people look at you like they don't take you as seriously. I mean, maybe things have changed, but sadly, that's what a lot of men in the courtroom do to women. I, I would just say like comparing and I don't just mean looks just like uh, with, with social media, with jobs, with, you know, like the. It, I just never have dealt with it to that level. And so sometimes I can see myself falling into this person is this. I need to do better. I need to, it's yeah. And I never worried about that kind of stuff before. So I would say that's, what's hard.
0: Mm, That's actually a really great answer. Yeah. Cause that, that, that is tough. Cause you want to like people, Oh, sometimes it'd be like, Oh, you left TMZ and you fell off and blah, blah, blah. You want to, you didn't, you, you, you didn't.
1: People feel like they got to see you see exactly what you're doing to think that you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See your mamas. How about that? (laughs) Go see your mamas. Don't see me. See her. She miss you. I don't. See your <laughs> motherfucking mama. All right. Do you have? I'm serious. You just pissed no, me off.
1: No, I have no unexpected ally.
0: I have no unexpected ally of the week either. But my, my, my unexpected <laughs> we ally. We're
1: going to have to cancel this segment.
0: <laughs> not a, the segment doesn't work. <laughs> Things are too bad. <laughs> Trudy, it's up to you. Trudy, on God. It's on God, on G-O-D. It's up to you to find an unexpected ally of the week every week. Because this whole time I'm researching shit about uh, uh, fucking Fred. Listen, Thought Warriors, I need y'all to send me some unexpected
1: allies. Because the white people don't be white people in all the time.
0: Yeah, they don't. Sometimes they cool. Uh, Look, uh, Thought Warriors, we are now turning this segment over to you. Send us unexpected allies a week and then we'll (laughs) choose. Because we be in a lot of shit. All right, well, there's a lot of stuff to go on. We haven't even talked about the goddamn debt ceiling and the government shutdown that might be happening. We're going to oh wrap gosh, all that. We're yeah. going to talk all about that next week after after we know what's going on, what happens tonight. All right, but right now we got to go. It's football time. All right, uh, take thing caps off, but never stop learning. Do yourself a favor. Keep your eyes and ears open this weekend. It's a lot of good stuff on your televisions, but also make sure you take breaks. Dad, I love you. I feel you every second of every day. I just want to make sure I said that. Uh, We're uh, Van Lathan Jr. I'm Van Lathan Jr.
1: I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay, and we are out. Bye, guys.